We're dinking around with Eddie and Webby. Dinking around with Eddie and Webby tonight. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. We are dinking around. We are back with an all new episode. Uh, tonight's going to be a little different than usual, though, because unfortunately, Eddie is not going to be with me tonight. It's just going to be me, and I'll be joined by a guest in just a little bit. Um, but don't worry, Eddie and I did not break up or anything, so you do not have to worry about that. Eddie will be back on Dinking Around in the very near future. Um, but the reason that we're doing this tonight without Eddie is uh, our schedules have been a bit hectic lately. It's hard for us to get our schedules all lined up and to jive and Eddie has had some very big and exciting life changes recently to where he is extremely busy. So we figured in an effort to get some more episodes out here to you guys, uh, we would try this experimental format where it's just me by myself with a guest. And don't worry, this is not going to be the norm. It's not going to be like this every time. Um, but if you guys like this, this will be a way for us to be able to do new episodes a little more frequently than we did in the past because... Pretty much all this year, we've done one episode every two, maybe even three months. So we definitely want to get new episodes to you guys more frequently, and this will be the best way to do that. But we love feedback, so please let us know. Do you like this style? I mean, this we are not live like usual. I am pre-recording this because I am not as good at doing live broadcasting as Eddie is. So I am pre-recording this, but we're going to upload it very shortly after I record it, and it's going to have minimal editing, so hopefully it'll have the same look and feel that you guys know and love from dinking around with Eddie and Webby. But let us know. If you like it, we'll keep doing this from time to time. If you hate it, then maybe this will be the only time that we do it. And if we don't get any feedback about it, then I will just assume that you all hated it, and uh, I'll curl up under my desk and cry. And uh, yeah, but uh, no, just kidding, just kidding. But yeah, we love feedback, so please let us know what you think of this. Should this be something we do in the future? Should this be a one-and-done type of thing? You let us know, and we'll probably oblige. But it should still be a very fun episode. We have a special guest with us tonight, and we actually have a prize to give away. Eddie and I always love doing giveaways, and tonight we will be doing a giveaway to a lucky person that tunes into this episode, so just stay tuned. We will talk about what the prize is and how you can win it a little bit later in the show. But um, yeah, one thing I want to do before we get going, uh, I need to wet the palate. I'm very thirsty and I need to, uh, I'm actually kind of nervous here. It's kind of weird because it's just, it's just me. I don't have Eddie to play off of, so I am a little nervous. I need something to calm my nerves and I'm sure you all know where this is headed. I am going to crack open a tasty adult beverage. I actually already cracked it open and poured it. Let me show you what I'll be drinking. Tonight, I'll be drinking something from our friends at New Belgium Brewing. This is called Voodoo Ranger Experimental IPA. And this comes from the Voodoo Ranger Hoppy Pack. And New Belgium was nice enough to provide me with a couple cases of this Hoppy Pack to drink and enjoy it during the show. So thank you very much, New Belgium. Cheers to you guys and cheers to everybody tuning in. Let me see what this tastes like here. That is very good. It's on the stronger side. It's 6.6%, but it's very smooth. It is an Indian pale ale, and uh, it's very tasty, very smooth, and I will be sipping on this throughout the night. Ah, cheers once again. 
So speaking of this dinking around with Eddie and Webby format that we've been doing lately, it is a lot of fun. It's a lot more loose, a lot more unplanned and unpredictable than the previous podcast that we used to do. And if you weren't aware, we ended the Eddie and Webby podcast, the main one at the end of last year. Um, breaking news for those of you that are late to the party. <laughs> but uh, we had we decided to stick with this dinking around with Eddie and Webby format. And it, it has evolved a lot over the years because when we first started it, it was strictly a post-podcast show, which means we would do the main Eddie and Webby podcast, and then it would fade to black for a few seconds. Then we'd come right back up, and then we'd do a new episode of Dinking Around with Eddie and Webby. And basically, it was just a, a chance for Eddie and I to get caught up with each other. We would talk about whatever pickleball-related things were going on in our lives. Sometimes we would have a guest, sometimes not. Either way, it was always a lot of fun, and uh, we, we were pretty much always feeling the results of all the alcohol that we drank during the main podcast. So that made it extra unpredictable and exciting. Um, but that's why we decided to focus all our efforts mainly on doing the dinking around format. It's no longer a post-podcast show, but it's still a lot more loose and exciting than the main podcast just because we don't have a whole lot planned out. We usually have a few topics in mind. We'll have a guest that joins us sometimes. And it's just a lot of fun. But anyways, before we get to today's guest, I want to go over a couple newsworthy items that are going on in the wonderful world of pickleball. First off, I want to say congrats to Team BLQK, a.k.a. Team Black, for winning their third Major League Pickleball event. That is super impressive. And Eddie and I have always been big fans of the Major League Pickleball format. It's always a very, very fun event to spectate. And I think it's a breath of fresh air in the pro pickleball world. So I love what they got going on there. Don't get me wrong. I still love the APP and the PPA. But with Major League Pickleball, that team dynamic that it brings, it's just something unique and fresh that I love. And I hope that the new format that they do next year isn't changed too much. From what I understand, it will be changing a bit. Uh, I just hope that it doesn't lose what it currently has going for it because it has been absolutely awesome and a blast to watch. I've never been there in person. I'm sure it's electrifying, but even just as a spectator at home, I've really enjoyed watching that a lot. So hopefully things remain just as fun with that. And in case you missed it, Pickleball has been getting some major exposure in mainstream media lately due to the huge announcements of LeBron James, Tom Brady, and Kevin Durant investing in Major League Pickleball teams. So that is pretty huge right there. Um, but another thing I've been seeing on social media lately from the pickleball community is a lot of hate towards the celebrities and the other sports superstars getting involved in pickleball. And I don't really get it. I mean, sure, you might not be a fan of these celebrities or a fan of the the people from the other sports that are getting involved. But man, the exposure that pickleball is getting is through the roof right now. And from what I understand, there's actually a lot of people out there that aren't a fan of the exposure that pickleball is getting because they are afraid that their pickleball court time will get cut in half or that they'll have to share a court with more people and stuff like that. And to me, that's a good problem to have. I mean, sure, it's annoying to have to wait extra time to play pickleball, but I mean, that's that was the whole point of me and Eddie getting involved in pickleball and starting this podcast and devoting our YouTube channel to pickleball is to get more exposure to pickleball out there. And now that we're finally getting it, I absolutely love it. I mean, courts are popping up everywhere as a result of the boom in popularity. And I think that is just a huge win for the sport and people that want to play the sport. So I don't know. I feel bad for the people that have a problem with pickleball getting all this momentum and exposure because, I don't know, I feel like 
they were actually people that have a problem with it. I think are the main problem to begin with, as far as why pickleball wasn't exploding quicker than it did. Because I'll be honest, I'm kind of mad at the people that kept pickleball kind of like a secret. Because I I do feel like a lot of people kept pickleball secret. They just wanted to play with their little core group of people. They didn't want to spread the love and share it with everybody else out there. And uh, I'm mad because I didn't know about pickleball until five years ago. I wish I could have played pickleball in the peak athletic time of my life, <laughs> in my in my youth. I'm no spring chicken. I turned 40 last year. So if anything, my body is just starting to wear away and decay now. And I, I could have been playing all these years, my teen years and my 20s and my 30s and just when I was at my athletic peak. And uh, I see all these young kids and teenagers playing and I love it. But not going to lie, I'm kind of jealous because <laughs> I didn't know about it until I was almost 40. So I just I think we need to spread more awareness still, even though it's exploding like crazy. And you, I feel like you can't even turn on the news without hearing something about pickleball lately. But I, I love it. And the more exposure, the better, in my opinion. So if you disagree, uh, that's, that's a shame. That is a shame. Anyways, I think I have blabbered on long enough. I think it's time to bring on our special guest for today. Today's guest is a former national racquetball champion turned certified pickleball instructor. And she also recently co-wrote the book I am holding in my hand, which is called Pickleball for Dummies. Please welcome to the show, Mo Nard. Thanks for joining us, Mo. How's it going? Good. How are you doing? Doing great. This is awesome. I'm uh, not going to lie. I'm pretty excited the fact that Pickleball finally has its own Four Dummies book. I mean, I've always been a big fan of the Four Dummies book series all throughout my life. So the, the fact that Pickleball finally has one, I feel like that's more proof that Pickleball has finally made it as a legitimate sport. <laughs> pickleball has made it, and now it has its own 448-page reference book. Nice. I love it. I love it. And uh, for anybody that didn't see... The uh, TikTok video I recently posted, there's a little spoiler. If you go to page 369, it lists some of the all-time best podcasts in the history of pickleball podcasting, and none other than Eddie and Webby show up on the list. So thank you guys very much for recognizing us. (laughs) No money was exchanged for that either. That's right. Yeah, believe it or not, we did not have to pay for that to happen. We got an email from one of the other co-authors, Carl, and he told us that we were going to be featured in the book that's coming out. And uh, yeah, that was, I think I was telling you before the show, that was a pretty brilliant strategy to get me to buy a book. So I definitely bought a book immediately after I found that out. And then I searched for us in the book and was very excited to see us listed in the Pickleball podcast section. <laughs> hey, we recognize quality. That's right. That's right. I love it. Well, this is a pickleball podcast, and I feel like I would get sued by the Pickleball Podcast Bureau, if there's such a thing, if I didn't ask you, what is your pickleball origin story? My pickleball origin story is that uh, in 2017, my sister drugged me out on a pickleball court and said, you got to do this sport. You know, you're a racket sports person all your life. You got to do this. And I was like, yes, I absolutely do have to do this. Um, Because I feel like I was born with some sort of a racket in my hand. I started tennis at age four and then switched to racquetball in high school and then did no racket sports for many, many years. And then all of a sudden, my sister says, you got to play this. And I went out, won my first game and didn't stop playing after that. I just played all the time. Love it so much. And then like a year into it, I became an instructor 
and I just absolutely love it. Nice. So, so you caught on pretty quickly. So, because uh, I feel like most people that come from like racquetball or tennis, they kind of they're a little hesitant to get into pickleball because they feel like it's beneath them. But it sounds like you pretty much you you jumped aboard right away, huh? Yeah, I looked at that and said, I think I'd be good at that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I, I approached it with a level of confidence that was probably misguided. <laughs> I do feel like anybody I know that had a tennis or a racquetball background, they are almost immediately a pretty solid pickleball player right from the get-go. Because somebody like myself, I had no sports background at all, like no team sports background. I played badminton for fun here and there growing up, but never really competitively. Um, So I feel like I was at a little bit of a disadvantage. Luckily, I have pretty good eye-hand coordination, so I was able to catch on fairly quickly. But Definitely, with my experience, the people with a tennis background or a racquetball background catch on extremely quick. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably true uh, to a point because, you know, the hitting the ball is really easy for us, right? Because we have that hand racket coordination, that kind of thing. But it's those nuances of strategy and positioning and all that kind of stuff that sometimes you got to break your bad habits from your other sports. You know, it's a very small court. There's a lot of people on it typically because it's mostly doubles. And so you got to kind of change up the way you handle yourself out there on a pickleball court. So I kind of love that. Like, it's easy to pick up, but it takes a lifetime to master. Yeah, that's very, very true. And that that is something that I tell people a lot, too. And that's, I feel like anything that has that aspect to it, something that's easy to pick up but difficult, difficult to master, I feel like that's the kind of thing that, just it really makes people get addicted to it and something that they stick with for a very very long time and i feel like in the case of pickleball i feel like pretty much a lifetime and once you once you start playing as long as your body holds up enough you can play it forever (laughs) yeah and it amazes me how almost every single person i've ever heard talk about pickleball refers to the addiction yeah you know i don't know what it is it is more addictive than any other sport i've ever seen or heard of everyone that talks about pickleball says it's addictive everyone yeah I mean, it's like without exception oh yeah that pickleball bug people get bit by the pickleball bug and that's it's a real thing and it's crazy yeah i've i have never experienced any activity or sport where people get legitimately addicted like they do pickleball like it it's insane people will play when they're injured like people will need back surgery or some kind of knee surgery but they're still going to play if they if they can stand up and walk on that court they're still going to try playing if they can <laughs> well it's kind of funny you said that because i'm supposed to have back surgery oh really oh no yeah <laughs> are but you uh I can't play it can't play as much as i'd like that's for sure <laughs> are you going to try playing like the day before your surgery <laughs> if you can <laughs> that seems like great advice yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, do not take any medical advice from Eddie or Webby. This is uh, this is the disclaimer. Do not take any medical advice from the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I can still get that prescription filled that you wrote me, right? <laughs> oh, I'll see what I can do there. I'll see what I can do. Okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, at least I, you know, if, if I can't play a lot, at least I can still teach. I wrote a little, a little tiny book, you know. Um, and, you know, honestly, I get as much out of teaching pickleball as I do playing as far as like endorphins, you know, enjoyment. I love it. Nice. I love like, like seeing a light bulb go off above the student's head. You know, in fact, our logo is a light bulb with a pickleball in it. (laughs) 
but I just, I get a huge kick out of that. Just watching people improve like right in front of your eyes. It's really fun. Oh, I bet. Yeah, that's great. And yeah, now that you mentioned it, I've been teaching, uh, well, I, my daughter's been playing for the last couple of years, but she just recently really started to get into playing more competitively. So watching her improve has been awesome. And then I've taught a couple people that I work with how to play pickleball. And I do agree, like it's it's very cool, especially when they first start off and they're not so good and they definitely don't have any strategy. But when you see the when you see the strategy ideas click and when they start implementing the things you tell them and and like you said, like it, when, when that light bulb goes off, like it's, yeah, there's nothing like it. I do agree that that sometimes is just as fun as playing. Definitely not as fun as playing for me, but it's almost there. <laughs> it's almost, yeah, yeah. I mean, who am I kidding, right? Right, right. <laughs> there's nothing better than playing, especially winning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which unfortunately is not something I do super frequently, but I'm getting better. I am getting better. I finally got my first 4.0 medal this year. In fact, at the, in January, I got a silver medal in a 4.0 division, a very tough one. And then recently, a couple months ago, I made the medal stand again. I got bronze, but we were one victory away from getting gold. It was a round-robin style tournament, mm-hmm. and there was just this one team. That, and we should have beaten them, too. We should have beaten them. Uh, <laughs> we had a good lead. Unfortunately, we let that lead slip away, and they just barely beat us. And because of that one loss, we went from gold to bronze. But... Oh, man, it was still awesome. It was one of the toughest divisions I've ever competed in, so I'm still super proud of that bronze medal. But, man, it took a long time for me to get a medal at the 4-0 division, a very long time. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a tough one. Um, so you might enjoy a couple of the items from our glossary since you're a tournament player. Okay. By the way, the, the book is very, very serious, just so you know that. <laughs> We're very serious people. so in the glossary is a condition called altitude sickness and that's what happens when you're on the top of the metal stand all the time so you're not suffering from altitude sickness yet but i i sense you're headed that way nice i Um, like it you you might be familiar with uh, what we call the sandals of shame um that's what happens like when you lose early and you have to change your shoes you <laughs> yeah. know, and you're, you're wearing the sandals of shame, also known as the flip flops of failure. <laughs> nice. You know, however you want to put it. Yeah. These, these are items that are actually in our glossary. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And that's one of the reasons why I've always loved the four dummies series because like you, you definitely, you legitimately learned a lot of good stuff, but there's a lot of fun and you can tell you guys had a lot of fun writing this book. And I, I want to talk about that for a bit, the, the whole book writing process here. Um, how, like whose idea was it to do this book? Was it your idea? Was it one, was a publisher that reached out to you or how, how does that all work? Like who, who came was, up with the it idea? It was kind of a, it was kind of a, um, like, a, just a couple of happy accidents, you know, uh, Carl, a guy that I do a podcast with Carl Landau, who's one of our co-authors. Um, he and I do a podcast called I Used to Be Somebody. And uh, anyway, this a lady that he knows listened to it. And she's like, I used to work for the Dummies series. You guys ought to do that. I don't think the Pickleball one's been written yet. And uh, Wiley, the publisher, was contacted. And they said, yes, we want you to write it. Um, I come from a little bit of a, I did some comedy and some stand-up, some improv. So I have a little bit of the, the humor behind me and then myself and my teaching partner are certified instructors carl and diana the other two um, co-authors come from the writing and publishing world and so between the four of us we were like we got this we can do this book 
and nice. somehow we did. <laughs> <laughs> it was insane. Like I said, it's 448 pages long, and it's a, literally a reference book of everything pickleball from beginner, intermediate, advanced. And we did it in five months, plus uh, about two months of editing, and it like darn near killed us. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I can imagine. And yeah, when she says when she says it's a big book, look at this. Look how thick this book is. That's awesome. I love it. And like, it's just it's good. Like, there's so much good information in here. It's good for beginners. It's good for people that are just starting to get competitive and then I've been playing for five years so like even there's it's just it's it's a good fun read even if you don't need to read like the the stuff like to learn about like how to play pickleball there's still great stuff about the history of pickleball and still you can get some value from the the tips that are mentioned in there and it's just it's fun it's a fun read and it's something that you can just read a chapter here and there uh, I definitely yeah. haven't had a chance to read the entire thing because it's a, a very long <laughs> book, but what I've read, I thoroughly enjoyed. I think you guys did a very good job. Thank you. It's not something you need to pick up and read like a novel. You know, don't start at yeah. page one and end, end on page 448. You have a question about pickleball, you pick it up and look. Um, or if you find a section that's like, oh, that's something that really applies to me, you, like like getting into more advanced strategies and stuff. Or you hear someone say something like, um, let's do shake and bake. And you go, what on earth is that? <laughs> well, it'll tell you what it is. You know, it'll tell you, you know, this is a way of setting up a point and attacking it. And, you know, so you don't have to be in the dark about anything pickable. This will tell you what it is. You know, people are confused sometimes about stacking and switching and stuff like that. It's in here. All that stuff's in here. But also, like, if you're day one, you're like, I need to go out and play pickleball because I'm tired of all my friends talking about it. Um, you like, oh, I got the rules. I got, you know, how to pick out a paddle. I got all that. And it's just in one book. So it's kind of cool. Yeah, very cool. And uh, something else that's very cool is Mo was nice enough to offer a free book to one of our followers so anybody that's tuning into this podcast, you can be eligible. So to be eligible, all you have to do is subscribe to the Eddie and Webby YouTube channel, give us a thumbs up on the video of this episode on YouTube, and then leave a comment letting us know what you love most about pickleball along with the hashtag pickleball for dummies. And it's very important that you include the hashtag because that lets us know that you want to win the book because we want to make sure only somebody that wants to win the book gets it. So, like I said, just go on YouTube uh, or Facebook, YouTube or Facebook. Leave us a comment on the video uh, for this episode of Dinking Around. Let us know what you love about pickleball and put hashtag pickleball for dummies. And then we will announce the winner on social media next week. Uh, by the end of the week, let's say uh, Friday the 28th. We'll make the announcement on Friday the 28th who wins. So anybody who does what I mentioned will be eligible and Mo will ship the book out to you. So good luck to everybody tuning in. Good it's luck, awesome everybody. Book. Yeah, it's going to be a great prize. You definitely will not be disappointed. Um, now, how is the the pickleball scene where you're from? Is it pretty pretty jam packed, or is it not one of the busier pickleball communities? I live in Sacramento, California, and this place is all pickleball all the time. There, there's over 90 different places to play in Sacramento. Uh, there is a Johnson Ranch Pickleball Complex, which has 24 dedicated courts. 
wow. and recently hosted an APP tournament. Um, there is a public park that has 12 courts. Uh, there's, you know, public parks that have six, four, eight courts. I mean, it's all over the place and there's still people waiting for courts. Wow. Man, that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I would say pickleball has arrived in your area, that's for sure. Uh, do you do you ever still encounter people that have never heard of pickleball? Or is that pretty rare for you these days? Well, it's not as common as it used to be. You know, it used to be pickleball. You know, what's that? <laughs> yep. And now it's like, yeah, pickleball. I know everyone talks about it. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're almost annoyed. Like, okay, okay, pickleball. <laughs> You know, I guess I'll try it because, you know, five of my relatives are telling me I have to do it. <laughs> so at least at least now it's like it's not such a rarity. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad that it's getting more more uh, attention and more news coverage and more television coverage, you know, mostly because it makes my life easier because I don't have to spend all the time. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is crazy how much has changed just in the last few years. I mean, when Eddie and I first got into pickleball, it was the kind of thing where I would say at least 90% of the people we talked to had never even heard of pickleball. But now fast forward a few years later, and I feel like a huge majority have at least heard of pickleball now. Before, most people, like you said, their first first response was response would be like, what the hell is pickleball? Like, what What is that? Like, I remember when Ed, Eddie's the one that first told me about pickleball, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I thought for sure he was just setting me up for some inappropriate joke or something because, like, pickleball just sounded <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. So I just, like, was kind of dreading his response when I asked him what pickleball was because I didn't know what kind of crazy uh, inappropriate thing he was going to tell me about. <laughs> yeah. The name of our sport does not do us any favors. That's right. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. People always think we're telling a joke and it's like, no, no, this is a real sport and it's a serious sport. Like this is no joke. You know, oh, yeah. don't, don't mess with pickleball players because they will cut you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When I first heard of pickleball, I thought for sure it was going to be something that you find in urban dictionary or something like that. I definitely yeah. didn't think it was something real, but it definitely is real and it has consumed my life ever since I first played it. And I love it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Pickleball, it's not as dirty as it sounds. <laughs> I like that. That's good. That should be the tagline. That, I feel like that should be the official tagline of Pickleball. That is great. I'm going to use that. That's a t-shirt. Yeah. That's a t-shirt for sure. <laughs> I love it. Oh, man. So have you been following all the, the most recent news like with all the celebrities and the sports superstars that have recently purchased teams in Major League Pickleball and all that? Yeah, with LeBron and Kim Kleisters. And I was super excited about Kim Kleisters because I'm a huge tennis fan. And she was widely known in tennis for being like the nicest person on tour. And I was like, yes, that's the one we want in pickleball. Right. <laughs> and what's his name? Tom Brady. He's in some sort of sport. Um, no, no, nobody knows who that is. Nobody knows him. No, no. <laughs> Drew Brees. I mean, all these guys. It's fantastic. They're bringing... You know, money, notoriety, publicity, all of that with them to the sport. So I think it's fantastic. Yeah. And I feel like all this month, like each week they do a new announcement about a new owner for a major league pickleball team. And it just, it consumes the the news, the, like all of the media, like all the, like the, the mainstream media even, it's all they talk about. So yeah, it's, it's officially made it. I feel like if you haven't heard of pickleball by now, you got to be living under a rock at this point. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm an old person, so I was watching NBC Nightly News recently, <laughs> and, <laughs> and so I'm like sitting there, and all of a sudden I see a news report come on about pickleball, and I was like, okay, we've made it. That's it. Yep. Yeah, I love it, and I, lo- I love the fact that a lot of my friends that don't play pickleball, but Anybody that knows me knows I'm obsessed with pickleball. So, like, I can turn any discussion into a pickleball discussion. But it's fun when friends of mine or family members that I haven't talked to in a while will send me a Facebook message or a text with a link talking about different news that that's pickleball related. Mm-hmm. So that kind of stuff definitely, definitely brings a smile to my face when people that I know like don't have anything to do with pickleball right now, but still think of me and send me the stories that they see relating to pickleball. <laughs> Now, are you like me where you get each of those stories five or six times from people? You oh, know? yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And there was a, a story a couple months ago or so that talked about a nudist colony playing pickleball. And I got, yes. I got that at least half a dozen times from different people. <laughs> I think I got it a solid dozen times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Doesn't surprise I was me. like, I know. I know. <laughs> nice. And there's even one of those. Uh, there's even one of those near Sacramento, too. So. You know, if you want to lose those tan lines, you can go hang out there. <laughs> I love it. So you were talking about how uh, your one of your co-authors, Carl uh, Landau, he's got mm-hmm. a podcast, and and you appear on that sometimes. So can, what can you tell us about that podcast, and what uh, what do you do in regards to pickleball when it comes to that one? So it's called "I Used to Be Somebody," and it's about people having like their second act after retirement. Like you know, they don't just you know leave their big time career or whatever and hang it up and sit on the couch the rest of their lives. You know, it's what they do next. Um, and so he's interviewed a lot of really interesting people. Um, there was a famous uh, sports writer that he's interviewed. There's a lady who um, directed and produced her first film at age 70. Um, oh, wow. you know, all kinds of interesting people. And then the last five minutes or so of the podcast is pickleball life lessons with Mo. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and so uh, I interject a little humor and pickleball tips and, you know, that kind of stuff at the end. Mostly what I do is I make fun of Carl, <laughs> which is, I think, reasonable. Nice. Yeah, sounds I mean, fun. If you haven't met Carl, you'll know it's reasonable. <laughs> yeah, I like that concept, though. That's a really good concept for a podcast. And I'm sure that really speaks to the pickleball crowd because even though it is getting a lot younger these days, it's still mm-hmm. a huge majority of pickleball players are senior citizens and people that are retired now. So, yeah, that's very cool. I'm looking forward to checking that podcast out. And they have time to li- listen to a podcast. Right, yeah. So that helps. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, you know, one of my, one of my other co-authors um, is pretty interesting to Rian Steele. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the website Playtime Scheduler. I am, yeah, yep. Yeah, so she's the web developer behind that. Oh, nice. And so she's right here in Sacramento. And like worldwide, they have like 120,000 people on that on that website. So like if you go to New Zealand and you want to schedule a pickleball match, you're using playtimescheduler.com. So, you know, just throw in your paddle, your shoes, and then pick up that website. So it's really cool. So she came into this book with a lot of knowledge from the you know the internet the social media side and plus a ton of pickleball uh, experience she's a certified pickleball instructor as well um also she's the brains behind the book okay there's that very nice yeah well this is awesome thank you very much mo for joining us i i really 
appreciate you coming on here and talking to us about the about the book and your history in pickleball. Uh, but before we part ways, we always like to give our guest a chance to say whatever's on their mind, or if you want to talk about the book some more, whatever, whatever you want to talk about, the microphone is yours to say whatever you please. Okay, thanks. Uh, here's what I want to tell you guys. When we're young and we're in school, we always have recess where we get to play. We get to take a break. We get to play. I would encourage everyone around the world, that's right, globally, to never let go of recess. Keep recess alive in your heart. Always put a priority on play because it'll help you mind, body, and spirit. Nice. I love that. That's awesome. That is great. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for being here. And uh, everybody that's tuning in, just to make sure, get your Pickleball for Dummies book. I'm sure you can find it at pretty much any bookstore. Uh, I'm sure you can get it on Amazon. Are there any other places people can find the book? Yep. You can get it at Barnes & Noble. You can get it at Target.com. You can get it at Wiley.com. Um, you know, but Amazon's probably the easiest. But a lot of the local bookstores are carrying it too. So you won't have any trouble finding it, I promise. Nice. And don't forget to check out page 369 where they list the best pickleball podcasts of all time. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Don't miss it. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again for joining us and have a great night. Thanks. You too. Man, that was a lot of fun getting a chance to hang out and talk to Mo. We got to learn about the book writing process. We got to learn about her background in pickleball. And I kid you not, the last few years, anytime I go to a bookstore, I always go to the sports section and I always see that there's soccer for dummies, tennis for dummies. All these other sports have their own four dummies books. And I always look just to see if there's a pickleball for dummies. And there never is. But now it finally is reality. A pickleball for dummies book exists. We had the author on. That is very cool. And like I've said a couple times, we got mentioned in the book. So it's just, it's very cool. Um, it's It's a very good book. I highly recommend it. And I think it's very cool that they were nice enough to... Give us a book to give away to one of our audience members, so make sure you try to win that, and we will announce the winner next Friday, October 28th. If you tune into this podcast after that, well, what were you doing? You should have subscribed to us and got alerted when we had a new episode, and you would have had plenty of time to try to win the book. But <laughs> anyways, um, it's a very fun night. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It was very weird for me to do the show without Eddie being here. So, like I said before, any feedback is greatly appreciated. It can be bad if you want. If you hated it, please let me know because then I, I know not to do this again in the future. But if you liked it, this is a good way for us to be able to do more episodes if there's ever a time where I'm available and Eddie's not or vice versa. This makes it to where we can do episodes more frequently because I want to get more episodes out there to you guys. I love doing the show. It's a lot of fun. I love hanging out with interesting people in the pickleball world. Like tonight, we had Mo, the co-author of pickleball for dummies and it was very cool but uh, <clears throat> uh because i was alone i talked a lot more than usual and i'm super thirsty and parched right now so give me just one second while i take a little sip <sighs> all right and uh in case you were wondering yes that was a, a little bit of a product placement we're not sponsored by this company but i recently learned that the northern chill water company is getting involved in the pickleball world they are starting to sponsor pickleball organizations and groups. But uh, my buddy Jason, we played some singles and he beat my butt really bad. <laughs> and uh, afterwards, 
He gave me a bottle of their water and told me how they are getting involved in pickleball. So we always love to support companies that support pickleball. So I just wanted to mention them here. We are not sponsored by them, but they did send us a free case just so we could try it. So who knows? That could be the start of a a new good relationship moving forward. But uh, yeah, this was a a very fun night. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And that's going to do it for us here tonight. But until next time, this is Webby, not Eddie, signing off. Thank you.